11.58, so we're going to enter the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Two minutes early. Whenever we do that, it's brought to us by the Colleague Companies Championship. Go check out your favorite senior golfers from July 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Fun, family-friendly events for everyone. You can learn more at colleaguegolf.com. Bull, it was an up-and-down start for Gavin Williams. He did not get your 10 strikeouts like you I predicted, but overall, I was a win's a win. I was very disappointed. Because I was expecting him to come here and be just magnificent. He was playing, he was facing a triple A lineup, and I expected him to dominate. He didn't. Uh, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it's, meaning, it's meaningless. Uh, and he could, it wouldn't surprise me if he went out his next start and did what I wanted him to do last night. But, you know, he got beat for the home run by Noda in that inning. It was a three run shot. And he wasn't dominating. He wasn't overpowering. What did he finish with? Three strikeouts? Four? Four. Four strikeouts, three balls. All right. You know, Vegas had it right. I was wrong. I thought it was an easy over on the strikeouts, five and a half. But uh, the guy's going to have a lot of great starts. He didn't pitch particularly great. But I give him credit. He A lot of young pitchers giving up big four runs in the third inning could fall apart. He didn't. He I, would, I don't understand why Francona took him out with two outs in the inning. I don't like doing that. He walked one batter. Let him get out of the inning. Let him pitch the six innings, whatever. I think most managers do that. But I like the way he bounced back after the terrible third inning. Didn't let the game get away, and the team did a good job coming back. His velocity was down a little bit compared to what Zach and I were, Zach yeah. and I were tracking it. And right. He's been like a 98, 99, 100, right. even 101. And he wasn't throwing that no. last night. Just something to wow. I don't know if it was nerves or whatever. Just something yeah. to keep an eye on. I would expect him to be back up in that 98, 99, 100 range as he settles in and gets comfortable. I thought Will Brennan had a huge catch in right field. I hope he's not hurt. Uh, took him out of the game after that. I think yeah. that helped settle him down a little bit, Williams, because he really sort of rolled after that. It was He, he got banged around a little bit, but uh, he's going to be – I think he's here to stay, certainly with yeah, McKenzie. The only way he's is, not here to stay is if he gets if destroyed. He gets, if he gets – Right, yeah, like Grayson really Rodriguez, one of the best yeah. pro- prospects in baseball, yeah. came with Baltimore. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Not mediocre. If he's, even if he's mediocre, he's staying. He's probably here. It's only if he's just destroyed. Right? I, I think I, – Got me. He he had a, a a big swing and miss rate like in the minors. The difference between the minors and you get up here is major league guys have better plate you know discipline. There's That's some true. pitches that he threw last night. I think Triple A batters would have swung at and missed probably. But when you get up here, major league baseball guys are going to make you really pitch and they're going to really hone in on on what they want to do right in that plate appearance. So I think. So his strikeout, he has good enough stuff to get swing and misses and strikeouts. It's just the fact that he's going to have to figure out the way he wants to spot it in the sequencing of his pitches. But, I mean, look, I'll take a guy, and if Jason says his velocity is down at 97, <clears throat> I'm going to take that 97, yeah. right? Um, I thought he, he, he has nice he has nice movement on his curveball. He just, he just hung one. Right, and and if you hang yeah, one in the league, they gonna pitch. put you bad pitch. And he had fifty dudes, and fifty some people in the stadium yeah. watching them. That's yeah, kind of listen. There's yeah. pressure, or whatever. He didn't pitch his best game. It's disappointing because it was his first start. You want him to be amazing right away, and it was against the horrible lineup. I mean, most of the most of the A's players are not starting. there. like I said yesterday. Most of those guys are either bench players or minor leaguers on other teams. Um, but. It's one start. Hopefully, he'll bounce back and pitch even better. Hopefully, the way he pitched after giving up the four runs kind of calmed him down. The fact that the team backed him up, took him off the – like, I don't really care about wins and losses. They're meaningless stats in terms of how good a pitcher did. 
But players care about that, and he didn't take the loss because they came back and won the game. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask y'all too because this is, to me, we've been – everything we've asked for on the show, they've yeah. given us. Right. Bo, Bo Naylor's up here. Young guys. Yeah. Young guy. Now you got the three young guys. Bo Naylor night. got his first hit. First finally. hit last night. Yeah. Now Josh we, Naylor had a nice oh, hit on the lefty. Off the lefty. Josh Naylor is up there. Four, four hits, boom. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I only rank him against lefties. So I, 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 I haven't said anything bad about him against righties. He's been great. He's our I'm, best hitter right now. I'm Would glad you agree? he got. I, no, Jose's still the best hitter, but he's clearly number two. He's he's the hottest right now. I mean, he's on fire. He's doing a great job. I mean, Zach and I were talking about this last night. It yeah. was he's hitting three hundred. Mm-hmm. Like he's right there with Jose now. It was wasn't that long ago he was hitting like two thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on fire. And and, and he'll, he's a streaky hitter. But he'll even go through a cold spell. And yeah, he will. Yeah. But even when his numbers were down. His advanced, no, his advanced numbers he, were listen, showing that he was being he's unlucky. good. I still don't love him against lefties. I'm not going to change my mind. I actually meant to look it up. Does it. I actually meant to look it and I totally forgot. He's been, he, I'll give him this. He's been a little better against lefties. I like There's no power against lefties at all for the most part. Except for last night's piss rope into the seats and right. <laughs> for the most part. Jason, but last night. I, yeah. Since like May. Yeah. Like May 15th. Give me like 15 days. Over his last month <laughs> so against lefties really is what I was trying to find. to find. Oh, his last month versus lefties? No, you can do last it. last month, I have a season versus lefties. You can do it. Um, you know what I just realized, I don't know if I can do it on my phone in 30 seconds, On though. baseball reference, I can't believe this. I just noticed this. When they do splits versus righties and lefties, yeah. it's based on who the starting pitcher of the game was. Well, oh, I mean, that's really? That's terrible. I don't that know why they do that. that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I like it's the at bats. It's not like by per at bat. It's by no. They it's count terrible. all the at bats as if the starter was a righty. It's against the righty. I don't know why they do that. That's Are they you sure? Such, that's there was a little note on there that said that oh, I never noticed up. it before. That's messed up. Hey, listen, I'm already thinking. You got these three young dudes, Allen, Bobby, uh, Gavin Williams. See, this is how and they're gonna say G Bush. You better stop saying that right yeah. now. You know, if all three of them hit, which is that's this early. Yeah. All three of them hit. You know they already doing the mental gymnastics saying hey, we can't keep all these dudes <laughs> at the same time. I mean, can they spread no it? Doubt. Now I'm like now I'm like, y'all, we might want to spread this thing out. I don't like how they all at the same age at the Jason, same time. Do you think they're already interested in talking, uh, especially Williams and Bybee, about contracts? It's funny you mention that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna write about this, I think, coming up. I don't think I wonder if this team will ever sign a pitcher to a long-term deal ever, ever. They got burned on Westbrook. Right. That was a long time ago. But who have they done? Like Kluber, they signed Kluber. It was very team-friendly, and they moved him before the option years came up. Right. But it worked. It worked with Corey. It It worked worked with Corey. Yes. But they didn't with Shane, and I think they're glad they didn't. They think they feel right. like they dodged a bullet. But did now. they not because he didn't accept it? Yes, they, they okay. tried. They tried. He so didn't you think now it. they're not going to do it? With I don't know. Pitchers? Like McKenzie, I think they had talks. I know they've had talks. Yeah. Never got anything done. He's never going to get a long-term deal. So now they'll from do them. it, but they'll do it at their price. I don't, well, if they'll have a price. Sure, and, but it's got to be a Jose type deal. Like uh, even anything right. close to market rate. Right. I don't know if they're and ever let's going face, to. The reality of the situation with the young players is that the Latin ball players are much more likely yes, to sign these extensions yeah. because they come more often from poverty. Yeah. And the, the American players that many who have gone to college, not that there aren't plenty of American players who come from poor families, 
But the players that come from Latin America at a higher percentage come from very poor families. And so that money is going to set their whole family up for life. And the risk with extending pitchers on long-term deals, they all have, they all get hurt at some point. Almost all of them. Almost it's dead money on the shelf for that year or whatever it is that right. they're out. Right. I don't know if they'll ever like, and look at the Rays. The Rays don't sign any of their guys either. They signed Blake Snell and then they traded him yeah. right away. Just, hey. I thought they did extend Springs this before. I'm this telling I don't know. you, man. I, have to look. I, don't I think know. they signed him to an, they may have just, Paid him for his the rest of his arbitration years. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure they gave him a new Pitcher, contract. Pitchers is pitchers is the overpowered version of running backs. I'm telling you, like if you yeah. got if you got Allen, Bybee, and Gavin Williams, yeah. and they all are are throwing the ball well. They're young. We're gonna be excited. Like look at our rotation. These guys are like 12 years old. They're gonna. But yeah. what's gonna happen? You're gonna have to choose yeah. which one you want, and the other ones. One of them may go for prospects or one of them may go for bats today. But at most, if you're the Guardians, you got one that you're going to sign and it's going to be team friendly. Well, Zach and I wrote a piece. I think it's up now. We wrote a piece last night and I, I'm of the belief they still, I think we talked about the show the other day. They should still trade Shane, even with the McKenzie. Without injury. a doubt. Yeah. Maximize the value now. I don't think now. McKenzie's going to play the rest of the year. I don't think he is either. I, I think he's, there's probably a decent chance he's going to have Tommy John, but there's no point rushing into that now because he's going to miss next year regardless. By the way, if they if you have it now I, I was or saying this yesterday, wow. this is bizarre, but if they trade Bieber, which I agree with you, I think they're going to do, and if McKenzie doesn't play the rest of the year, which I agree with you, there's a decent chance it could be Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee in the first round of the first two games of a play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, I know oh. Savali's a veteran, but those guys are way better than him. Yeah, like uh, yeah. today. I mean, the, the rotation the rest of the year, if they move Viber, is Williams, Bybee, Logan <laughs> Allen. Viber. Yeah, because you're going to say Bybee. I know. Bieber, Bybee. That's a tough one. Williams, Bieber, Bybee. Williams, Bybee, Allen, Savali, and Cal Quantrill is your rotation. Right. If they, if they move Bieber. That's kind of right. Nice. But it, it, to me, I for the extra the added value you get for dealing Bieber now with two years of control. And I guess the whole reason I even brought that up was to bring it back to if you're not going to sign guys for long-term extensions, basically you have five years with them. Mm -hmm. You have their three years of team control and three arbitration years. So really, I guess it's four because you're going to trade them with the right. two left. Yeah. So you got about four, four and a half years with these guys. And the way that they have this pipeline, right? I, you know, I asked Tito about it before the game last night. I said, does this feel like the next evolution of this staff? Yeah. He said it kind of has to be because they can't go fishing in the waters right. of, of what it what pitching well, they can, but they choose market not rates. Well, right. I mean, they're not we signing Gary Cole. They, they're not signing Gary no, Cole. Uh, not pitching. They could spend more money on free agents than they do. Sure, of course. But certainly they but can't he, get Gary he Cole. But he said specifically about pitching. They sure. just can't fish in those waters. And, right. So they have so and you're going to get four, four and a half years with these guys, trade them and bring up the next batch yeah. and do it again. Well, you surprised Tito said when you, after the game, he made it clear like, hey, it wasn't just because McKenzie was hurt. We was going to bring him up anyway, right? He was already on the way up here. No, I'm not. I mean, they want. Yeah, they need to get a look at him yeah. to make the Bieber decision. Absolutely. 100%. You want to see and you got six weeks with him now ish. You have six ish weeks to decide. Is he ready? And if he's ready, yeah. Shane's gone. You know, I, on Tuesday, I said everything is so hard for the Guardians because the division is so bad because it makes it complicated what to do. However, in another way, it makes it easier for them to trade Bieber because in any other division, if you traded a pitcher like Shane Bieber, you'd be like, oh, you're giving up. Yeah, right. In this division, even without Shane Bieber, Not they could really. still win it. Not really. In 2019, I didn't realize this. I went back yeah. and looked it up. It was This is in the piece I did with Zach. They were, I think it was 19 games above 500 in yeah. 2019, three games out of first, and they traded Trevor Bauer. 
And did they really right. even miss him? I don't no. even think they missed However, him. However. Now they've got a losing record. Of course mm. you're going to move. And there was. There's different, re, you know. There was personality. Bauer was a pain in the ass. Yes. They wanted him gone. And he had worn thin in the, in the clubhouse. Yeah, right. All true. Shane doesn't have any of that. And but they traded for major leaguers. They did. And and I, I've said before, I think the Bieber deal could look a lot like the Bauer they deal. have to make that But you were 19 games over 500, right. three games out of first. They were tied for first when they traded Clevenger in 2020. Right. So it, they don't care Cle- necessarily. It's about. It's about the long-term health and the lifeblood of the organization right. and trading these guys and maximizing their value. In this case, it makes a ton of sense. they got to trade for major – at least part of the return has got to be major league hitters. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, listen, the lineup overall in the last month has been better, but there's just too many holes in this lineup. And I think they caught they, – they feel in their heart of hearts. They're like, look, we caught Minnesota. Like, they, y'all done. Like, if you, they felt like if they get anywhere close to two games back in Minnesota, yeah. that they, they're going to overtake them, and after the All-Star break, they'll start making strides. So, it makes sense to say, look, get a couple more bats. You got some. It, you know, it's wild. Mate Naylor's looking a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe Bell hits a little more, but no. they still need to. No. Uh, uh, Fran Mill Bell. <laughs> You've already I've soured. Lost. I've You're lost. done. Listen, there Not is. as much as Jay has. <laughs> Jay you guys are killing Bell yet. Yeah, Jason and Jay are the two biggest mile straw apologists on the face no, of the No, 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 no. No, I'm not. And I understand he's a, he's a very good defensive player, but, but you he know, can't it's, hit a lick. But it's funny you mentioned miles because I yeah. told Zach last night, not necessarily this year, but by next year, I think you have to make a decision on the three outfielders and pick one. You pick one between Straw, Quan, and Brennan. Green. And that's your center Thank field. Thank you. Wow. And you need, you need I like new, that. You need new corners you on got, each side. You got to have some power. It's they, not going to happen this year, I no. don't think. But Valera is an, an internal Let's option. Go. I mean, we can't. You have to have an external do, option. You have three guys that can't hit home runs. you got to pick one of those three, and that's your center uh, fielder. To me, I'm it's, going it's Quan. definitely Quan. I'm going Quan. I'm, I, Quan's Maybe not Brennan. having a very good year. Maybe no. Brennan. Quan's not having a good year. So, what are you going with, Brennan? I don't know. Maybe I want to see straw. it play out the rest of the year. Straw's not, it's probably not going to be straw, no. I, I don't care. I, I understand his defense is very good. Is there any other center fielder? That plays only for their defense as much as he does. No, there's other guys who play. Yeah, but not every day like he does. Yeah, he's not an everyday player. I'm just saying he shouldn't be. Quan is chasing pitches this year that he didn't yeah, swing no, at he's last not year. Good. He's yeah. not having a very. Yeah, I don't good year. love any of them. I don't love any of yeah. them. I think Quan's the best of the three. I think Brennan might have the most potential of the three. Miles Straw stinks. He stinks. He he is not a major league caliber hitter. He's never been a major league caliber hitter. I don't want to hear about his spring training. I don't want to hear about a couple of hot weeks he has. And by, He's and, not a hitter. And by the way, just you mentioned you got to get a hitter back for Bieber. Yeah. And and I, you know, I tend to agree. But, you know, Zach, we talked about this last night. Yeah. Trading Bieber is not the only way to get a hitter. Like, they could easily package Rokio and some of these 17,000 middle infielders. Oh, yeah. They and do it. And other prospects. That's fine. It's not, it's not we have to trade Shane Bieber to get a bat. Yes. It's... You know, there's a, they could buy and sell. You could yeah. trade Bieber and you could right. trade Rokio in a package. And I bring agree, in different which pieces. is what they did in the Bauer with with Bauer right. and, and other moves. Uh, and, and I remember going into that saying, "There's no way they could trade Bauer and it not be a dumb trade." And I was wrong. They, they did well, they job. they didn't get a lot for it. It turned out to be a bust. It was well, one of that's the few true. Moves, but at the time of the trade, it seemed like a great. It trade. seemed like a, I loved it at the it time. Just, it was like, know. oh my god, look at all this power they just right. brought in Franmil and, and Puig. Right. They just flipped the entire that's lineup. So, it, that's so. And well, Franmil played well for them that year. He did. And then the, 
And I don't. I was, don't, was basically out of baseball. I don't understand how Puig fell off like that. Like he was. Where he at, couldn't even get a contract. At one point well, in time, he was. A lot of that was the same thing with Bauer. He's Nobody a wants him. He's a psychopath. Nobody yeah, wants yeah, yeah. him. So that's that's a lot of it. Like some you know, of the the off field stuff was it, it, crazy. It, if you're him. not the, you know how much of a pain in the ass you have to be, as good as Puig was, and good good as Bauer was, to not be say, major. Right. Yeah. They'd be like, like cool. they put up with almost anything, especially from good players. Now Bauer's. You know, pitching it tailed off a little, but I mean, anyway. Uh, but you know, you're right; it can make those trades. But we've been saying that for two years. I know it's time for them to do it. I know I can't take this. Like, I think I look at the Guardians and I'm like, okay, Ramirez is my third baseman. End of conversation. Yeah. Jimenez is my second baseman. End of conversation. Yeah. Josh Naylor, whatever. I I prefer him to be the DH. But I what? Uh, well, you know, because I'd rather get a first baseman that could be a good fielder. But let's so let's say DH. All right, I don't love as we know, I don't love him against lefties, but he's at least my 80% of the time first baseman. Those three things things are set. I'm I'm giving a bow nailer the every, rest of this year every and next year every to prove he's the guy. I want him to be the starter and play in most of the games. I'm giving him a chance. Obviously he's unproven. So we're not going to do anything there, probably. And I agree with you. I think you're right. One of let's see. And let's move on. And and I think next year, and then you're going to go at one of the young guys at shortstop, whether it's Arias, Freeman, Rocky, whoever you think yeah. is the best, you don't need to trade. But they need to get three bats, three power-hitting bats, two corner outfielders, and then either first base DH. Yeah. And and that's it. Well, you're stuck with Bell right now. Like, I don't know what – that's that's a bad contract. Yeah. He's on the hook for – No chance he opts you, out. You may have to – He is to, opting in. You, you may have to. That's a bad one. You may have to attach him in a trade, like What's attach him to Bieber you or something. To say, yeah, uh, they should do that. Like uh, you, and it's going to lower the value of your return. Yeah, but it gets you out of a seventeen million, thirty-three million dollar mistake. I'll tell you what makes a lot of sense. Jeez. And hey, I like the Bell signing at the time. We all, hey, we all, everybody, we all, because they sh- listen. The Guardian shop at the bargain bin. What was left at that position, he seemed like the best option. Yeah. Okay, hey, I wanted Jose Abreu. He's been awful, too. I never wanted him. I, I saw that coming. I, didn't I like did. Him. I wanted him on one year. He's been horrendous. Yes. Okay, so whatever. We, I get it plenty wrong. But um, with the Guardians, if I, I would take less in return if I'm them. To get off To the get money. rid of Bell. And then in another trade, some of them trade. So you get something. You get one hitter in the Bieber trade. And then use some of the young depth to get another hitter. And then you take less in terms of the minor leaguers you get back in that yeah. Bieber deal. That's how I see it. If you could get, I'm sure if they, if they would take less to get Bell off the off the, the payroll. And if you're trading him to, if you're trading Shane to a team like the Angels or the Dodgers or something like that, yeah, they them. can eat that. They can right. eat that sixteen million. It's no not problem. that much money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's well, gonna speak, be. Speaking of money and mistakes, while we were talking about the Guardians, the Guardians have officially released Mike Zanino. Yeah. So the I know he was DFA last week. I knew we knew it was coming, but the six million dollar mistake is officially a six million dollar mistake. Know, yes, he's out. By the way, you mentioned the Angels, Joe Adele. I mentioned him to Zach. And what did Zach say? For those who don't know, Joe Adele has been one of the best prospects in the Angels system. He's got a huge swing and miss rate. He does. He hit a home run 513 feet right. the other night. Like, He's literally really 513 feet. Like, how many at-bats has he had for the Angels? I they, feel like they haven't uh, really yeah, given him a they chance. gave him quite a bit. Mike, can you tell me how many plate appearances Joe Adele of the Angels has in the majors? I think he's in the minors right now. A-D-E-L-L. A-D-D. No, one D. A-D-D-E-L-L. Yeah. 
See how many major league because he had some last. He's barely been in the majors this year. He's he's what was the number one prospect in baseball. How many at bats? Time. How many career plate appearances in the majors? Five hundred twenty-five. That many? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah. He played thirty-eight games in twenty twenty, thirty-five games in twenty twenty-one, eighty-eight games in twenty twenty-two, okay, and only one okay. game this year. And what's his career OPS in those five hundred something? His not career good. OPS is point six two three. Not Ooh. good. Yeah, it's not good. Now, not enough. It's one essentially one season's worth of games. And the guy was such. I don't know. You're ready to kill Naylor over 500 at bats. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, I, I was looking for an argument. That, but, that's fair. <laughs> but no, I, I do like Joe Adele too. As yeah. An, as a, but again, it's an unproven guy. We've been screaming. That's you got to get a proven bat. He's that's not a true. proven bat. No. I mean, but finding a proven bat that a team's willing to give up, even for a good pitcher, is hard. Yes. And I've been seeing the Cardinals all along, but they, they're. I mean, for once, they're out of it. Yeah. I mean. They, I, I don't know. And the NL Central has kind of taken a step above the AL Central. The Reds have won 10 in a row. The Cubs have won 9 of 10. The Brewers are deep. The Pirates have fallen apart. AL Central is the worst division in baseball. By, maybe ever. Ever. Maybe it could the history be. of the sport. It could be. Was, I was thinking about it this morning. It's funny. The Browns are in the hardest division in football, and the Guardians are in the easiest division in yeah, baseball. Yeah, they are. I mean. The, it is what it is. But the Go back to this. Day. Look at this. The White Sox are 12 games under 500. And they're only five and a half And the, for the amount of talent that team has to be 12 games under 500, there's something they have to. There's something fundamentally wrong in the, Chicago. I don't think the owner will do it because they're five and a half out, and he spent a lot of money on Just payroll. Blow it there. up. They should absolutely blow up that team. They've changed managers. They have tear up. There's something rotten yeah. on that team. There's something fundamentally I culturally wrong. I think part wrong. of it is they have a lot of injury-prone guys. Yeah. They're terrible defensively. Eloy's always hurt. Tim Anderson's had a ton of injuries. Yeah. They're terrible. And a lot of their young players that we thought were going to be great have not been great. That's prospect. Some of them have been good, but they haven't been. A lot of those guys were supposed to be special. Moncada was supposed to be special. He's not. He's not. Eloy was supposed to be special. He's not. He's good, but he's hurt all the time. Luis Robert looks like he's becoming special. He's legit. But, like, even their pitchers, there's there's been a lot of up and down, a lot of injuries there. You know, anyway, this is it's it's a weird, crazy division. All right, Mike. Next up is Bull's favorite topic. He was begging me to put this in the rundown today. He said, McNuggets, yeah. if I don't predict who the Cavaliers will correctly <laughs> select at yeah. number 49 tonight, <laughs> along with the also 48-48, 100% hit rate of the first 49 picks, yeah. I will retire from the show. Those were words from his mouth to God's yes. ear. You know what I think? How about that Porzingis trade yesterday? I don't. I don't. We have it in. We're actually going to talk about DM. We'll say that for uh, the very okay. end here. Hey. Oh, all right. Oh. But real quick on the Cavs pick, I'll give yeah. you guys a little info. I'll give you guys some potential picks, and then G. Bush. I know there's at least one guy you really like. There's someone I really like here. Yeah. Who could be available? But for anyone who doesn't know, the NBA draft is tonight, and as we learned on yesterday's show, uh, I don't think everyone really realizes the draft is actually happening tonight. There's been so little yeah. speculation because the number one overall pick is essentially a lock. It'll be one Banyama, and the Cavs don't pick till number 49. But they're Draft pick information is right here. They have one pick in tonight's draft. It is number 49, and it is originally from Golden State, which has now been traded a bunch of different times, and this year's second-round pick is initially a Golden State pick. I would love to see a spreadsheet. Uh, I'm probably the only person that would want to see this, but of every NBA draft pick in this year's draft, how many times they've been traded? Like that right. pick, how many times that yeah, pick? Yeah, how many times that – every pick in this draft Ugh. has been traded how many teams? 
because NBA draft picks are traded like like they're nothing. Yeah. All the time, uh, guys. Well, before you go, go yeah. So I scoured and I found five of my favorite NBA mock draft guys yeah. who make mock drafts. This is from this morning. By the way, you know what you should have done this segment. And 99% of the time, you're on the ball, but you dropped the ball this No, because I think I know what you're going to tell me what, to do, what? and I did it. Go ahead. One of these names in the mock drafts is not real. You got it. On the same page. <laughs> That's Can it. you point out which nice one job. of these guys who was mocked to the Cleveland Cavaliers mm. is not real? Uh, so, Steve, let's take okay. 191 full. Three of these are real players. One of these uh, is a mistake or a fake. Okay. Can I you think guess? G mentioned the guy, uh, one of those guys, so I think I know him. I, have, I honestly have no clue. These guys could all be fake as far as I know. I only, I only know one because I think G mentioned him. Bates is real. Ba- Bates yeah. is very real. And that's, that's Bates in the picture. He's from Eastern Michigan, went to Memphis, was a top recruit, had some legal issues. I'm going to say Azulis Tabellis is, is fake. No, he's real. Oh, he's real. I was he's, a, he's a forward for Arizona. I, I was oh. going to say Amari Moore. Yeah, that's it. Amari Moore is also real. He's oh, he is? Oh! Tumani Kamara. Is also real. They're all four real, but I knew I could double mind trick you. Reverse oh. psychology to make you think I didn't know. These are all four real players. Oh, I, uh, know, I didn't know These Amari are who they're projecting So here. none of us knew that all four of those guys were real. I knew the other three. Yeah, no, all four of those guys no, are you, real. Oh, okay. I'll be honest. I love college basketball. Yeah. To, to, to Bilas played at Arizona. He was a big part of their offense. Yeah. Amari Moore was a guy. He played at San Jose State. I, I had never know. heard of Tamari yeah, Kamara. He is real, but I, I honestly never heard of him. Yeah. So those are the four guys mocked. There's a couple other guys that are at least tied to it. The names, I'll just run through them real quick. Jordan Walsh from Arkansas, Hunter Tyson, and Jalen Wilson from Kansas. I'll talk about Jalen Wilson later. But, gee, I know you like Amani Bates a lot. Why? Why do you like Amani Bates, and why do you think he should be the pick tonight for the Cavs if he's still there? Be- because um, he's highly touted. I think he was a two-time or three-time National Player of the Year. Um, he won it as a junior. Um, went to Memphis as one of the top recruits. Played for Penny Hardaway. Had some issues down there, but when you when you watch him play, um, he he takes a lot of what people would consider bad shots. Um, that may you may look frowned upon in college, but those are the type of shots that you need to hit in games in the NBA. What he, trouble did he get into? Uh, he he would he 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 moved from Memphis. Um, he had some stuff back and forth with like I guess the, the uh, his playing time. He never really oh, had, he didn't get in trouble. No, I don't think he got did in he trouble. Did he get trouble off the court, Mike? Did you say? Uh, Amani Bates. Yeah. Did he, or did he? It was it a or I don't want to say he had a pistol. Do you have a pistol? I'm looking up. I you believe know about it was, him, Jason, I believe it was a gun charge. I, I, I know he's got like some maturity issues, and but I don't know. I don't remember what the specifics are. I've paid. I'm listen. I know I cover the NBA for ten years. I paid zero attention to this. Program. I don't give a zero. rat's ass yeah, about yeah. any of these guys. Yeah. Percentage chance that whoever, let's say the Cavs stay at forty nine or whatever, they draft the set, even if they. Percentage chance this guy plays significant minutes this year. One percent, five percent. Like so, like. So Miami, we've used Miami as an example, yeah. as a team that can get guys right in, on the margins right. and turn them into productive players in three years. Right. Like, you know, Gabe Vincent and Max Drews have been in the league for four years. It's hard to take a guy at 49. Yeah. I mean, the Cavs did it with Matthew Dellavedova, where he was an undrafted guy. If you're 40, what's the difference in 49 and 61? Like, Nothing. Yeah. So it's just, I like this guy, you like that guy. Right. You know. So it, we're basically talking. They're un- all lottery tickets. We're basically talking undrafted the, guys, 49, yeah, he, 49 and all. He's, the, 61 he, he's like Porter. Like, remember that Porter Jr.? 
right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Port no Porter was a first, first round, round pick. pick. Well, well, he was the last pick in the right. first round. But he had no, he, Porter he had was number mega 14. Talent. He was the last of the lottery. Last, last of the lottery. No, no, Michael, no, no. no. He, Porter Jr. Porter Jr. No, the Cavs, Cavs. Porter guy that they traded to Oh, Kevin Houston. Porter Jr. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Porter Jr. He had he had lottery talent, but off court issues. Yep. And so, that's why he fell to where he fell. But yep. when you're picking at 49, I mean Maybe in an absolute best case scenario, you got a guy who might be able to hold a rotation spot by April, but even that's a stretch. I think you're looking yeah, at two I years mean, out. Sign me I, I, I just don't give a rat's ass who they. Especially draft. on a team I, like I, the Cavs, that's trying to win now. Plus, they've shown, in my opinion, I know you've you've made the case for Wade and and uh, what's the other guy, uh, Lamar Stevens. I, I I think they're you know they they've made them they brought them out of the useless category. I don't think they've brought them to the category where even Delhi was, in my opinion. Uh, or, or certainly where the guys of the Heat are, and they have better coaching there, so that's part of the reason they get that. Well, Delhi was also that was a bad team that they he was drafted to with the Cavs. That's sort of why he got minutes right away. They weren't trying to win a championship right at the right, he but then he played when it mattered. But well, no, by the time LeBron came back in that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he was he had a year of development on a team that wasn't right. Very that's good. fair. That's fair. So that's why I'm saying it's um, hard yeah. to be picked in this spot and to expect to compete. Or contribute right. to a championship. I, I think I, when right. you talk about his game, if you watch his game, he, he can shoot the ball. He's six, what six nine, six ten. He's long, Bates? yes, long yeah. arm. He's not. He's, he's not going to wow you athletically, but yeah. he can hit tough shots. I like his game. And plus, he was he was a couple years ago a top ten player in the country. Could he box me out, or would I physically dominate him? <laughs> I think you can physically dominate everybody in this class, Bull. I don't think there's anyone uh, who will box you out. Ooh, I will box their asses right out. <laughs> I don't think uh, he's boxing way, out Wemby. On the Bates thing real out. quick, G. Yeah. So we were right. He was sentenced to 18 months of probation yeah. stemming from his arrest on felony gun charges. So there was a little uh, legal issue. There are some maturity issues with him. What happened there? Do we know what happened specifically? I, no, I, I don't. And I'm in the middle of a show, so I'm not going to read the article all right, to get all the enough. details. There is one guy I really like, though, who I do think could be there at 49, and it's Jalen Wilson from Kansas. Now, I know you guys aren't huge college basketball guys. He was part of the national championship team last year. He was their third scorer behind Ochai Abaji and Christian Brown, who both were drafted in the first round last year. He was their leading scorer this year. He's 6'7". I covered him in high school, so maybe I'm a little biased, but he's a 6'7 wing that hustles his ass off and makes the right basketball plays. I don't think he'll be a superstar. I don't think he has, like, top-end potential. But I think he's a guy who's a junior, has been in college for three years, through the Bill Self system, that could come in, doesn't have to learn defensive principles, doesn't have to learn how to play basketball like a lot of these guys who get drafted. Probably no maturity issues with him. No maturity issues. Great kid, comes from a great I, family. I, I and he's guess. a 6'7 wing who's not unathletic. He's not an athletic freak. But he's a three and D mold guy who knows right. how to play basketball, and I don't think the Cavs have anyone on the roster within that build. I, I think it's like when you look at these two guys again. I, I know nothing about them until you guys mentioned them today. I don't know who's going to be the better player. They probably will both be useless in the NBA. But the guy G likes probably has more upside. Way more, right? Way more. But he's maybe he's a clown, whereas this guy is going to do all the right things. He's going to be a good teammate. He's going to work his ass off. But he has limited upside. Like, correct. He's going to reach a level, and he's just going to be maybe he's just going to be a, a serviceable uh, player. I think for drafting at fifty, do you want to take a guy who's a pain in the ass but has some potential upside, or do you want to take a guy who you like? I think this guy could end up being like a ten-year solid player in the league. 
but there's no chance he's ever going to be well, very good. You're not going to get a guy at 50 who's going to be a 10-year solid player. All right, well, league. maybe that's a little push. You get those guys at, like, 18 to 23, 24. Okay. So, your, your philosophy, my philosophy so maybe this guy's going to go higher, Mike. I, don't, I would, I, I'd go I would pick every knucklehead shooting star I could find. Not not literally shooting. That was a bad term. <laughs> term not bang-bang. Bang. Yeah, not bang-bang. My concern, bang. though, <laughs> is, like, do the, do the Cavs as an organization and as their roster and their coach staff have the, the what's the word I'm looking for? The infrastructure. Well, that's, that's the yeah. thing. To deal with a guy who's a knucklehead. Well, that's the thing. I don't think they, they do. They haven't shown the track like, yeah. track record to do so. Like Porter. They Porter invested Jr. a lot of time yeah. into Kevin Porter Jr. and finally gave up and sent him to Houston. Yeah. Uh, they, Where he's played well. Yeah, right? but he's still, he's still, yeah, he's still a knucklehead. Let me ask you guys this, and this goes back to the, the Bates, Wilson, but just in general picking at 49 here. Based on the Cavs' current situation, contractually, age of superstars, age of their better players, where this team projects the next couple of years, do they have time to be patient with a guy like a Bates who may have upside but needs to be an immediate piece of the rotation? Or do you think they'd be better off fitting in a guy who is just a guy? Just yeah, a but guy. Mike, as Jason said, and he's 100% right, there's nobody they're drafting at 49 that's going to – is no, 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 no. I, I'm not yeah. saying. I'm just in general. Like, is your philosophy on second round picks? Hey, take a home run swing. That, yeah, I'm not. I, like, because yeah. here's the thing. Here's how you get lucky. Like, there's organizations who do get lucky, and they do get that lottery ticket, and somebody turns out to be a Draymond Green, right? So, like Kawhi Leonard was a late lottery ticket, right? Like, guys that are in that range where you're like, okay, I could get a guy that's gonna come in and do his job. But the NBA is not about guys doing their job. You got to have bona fide ball players. And if you can have a core and just sneak around and find a diamond in the rough, you're like, oh, this is like to me, Darius Garland is a diamond in the rough. Like when I watched Darius Garland in the beginning out of Vanderbilt, I'm like, this is what y'all got at five. I'm like, this is not. But guess what? He developed. Now all of a sudden he's an all star. You can sign yeah, him. That's not going to happen at 40. The but, odds of that at 49 are a million but, to one. So what I'm saying is, yeah. yeah, the odds are a million to one. Pick the best player who you think is, close your potential. eyes, who has the most potential and take him. And then hope in three years it pans out. It pans out. out. If not, you're going to get rid of him anyway. All right. Can we talk about something else besides this draft? Yeah, let about the Porzingis trade real quick because I yeah. do think it was interesting. So we what was the final parameters when it was all said and done? You take tag board full, Steve. Yeah. That's five seconds. We'll never get back. You're welcome, Bull. The final trade details of the Porzingis trade. The Celtics got Porzingis and two first-round picks in this deal, which seems like a heist. Porzingis obviously played 65 games Dang. last year but has had some severe injury history throughout his career. The Grizzlies received Marcus Smart, and the Wizards got Tyus Jones, one of my favorite point guards, and a 2023 second-round pick. It's a 35th pick, so just outside the first round. Yeah. But essentially they swapped – Porzingis, who was on an expiring deal for Tyus Jones and an early second round pick. So, and the Wizards might be garbage. Where did the, Celtics, the Wizards are trying to tank? For where the did the Celtics get those picks from? Memphis. Okay. How are they able to trade first round picks in back to back years, though? So one's a Memphis pick and then one's a pick. You just from have to have. Team. You just have to have a pick. Okay. What's the other pick from? What team? Like Give me, the, I'll get you the exact. Memphis is a good team, so that okay. pick's not going to be a good pick. I don't. I don't know that Boston. I was surprised by is this. Is Boston better now? No. So they I got don't. real quick the parameters. Jason, apologize yeah. for cutting you off. No, you're good. They got Memphis's first round pick tonight, so 25 overall. Okay. And then Golden State's first round pick next year. All right. So those are going to be two low first round picks. picks. Although maybe Golden State goes off a cliff this year. Who knows? 
Jason, I'm uh, sure there's protections. Over I that. looked at this trade. You know, you guys, you guys know the NBA better than I do. But I looked at it and I said, oh, Celtics better. I, I, I don't. don't I don't know what they are. Marcus Smart was the heartbeat of what they do defensively, and they're such a defensive-minded team. I'd rather have Marcus Smart, I think, than than Porzingis. So I, I the first, the first uh, form of that deal when it was yeah. when it was Brogdon, I thought, right. all right, yeah, right, yeah, okay, I like it. But when you're talking Marcus Smart, that's a different category. I was right. I was surprised for an injury-prone player and two probably late. Well, one I mean, definitely Por- late first round. Porzingis pick. has a ton of talent, but he's never stays healthy. And it's one year. You got one year with him at thirty-six yeah. million or whatever. Okay. I, I did not like the this same deal way, for Boston. That just goes to show you. Listen, these dudes, you don't got time. Ain't no time for none of that. Like, because guess what? While, while this thing is moving down the tracks, you got Jason Tatum and you got Jalen Brown. And they don't want to be there. Jalen Brown feels like I'm that dude. And at but some point. You try telling him that. Yeah, well, he's gonna get paid like that, dude. He's gonna he, he's gonna get paid like yeah. by that dude. And I think when you put Porzingis in the mix, what they're saying is the gamble is okay. Marcus Smart is a nice defensive player, right? He's a nice pick. I saw him play against the Heat. They didn't have nobody, and we still lost. I we can't lose to the Heat, and we gonna keep a defensive minded player. Right. At least give me somebody else where they can't load on Jason Tatum where you see him walking around with an ankle or something. And by the way, Jalen Brown was not creating offense. He got the balls took from eight times in the, in the yeah. game. So they're like, listen, if Przingis will gamble, he's going to be hurt. But I need Przingis for 50 games during the season and to be good in April mm-hmm. and he can spread right. the floor. Mike, what you, what's your take on it? So I went to school in Boston. And a, bunch, no. and a bunch of my friends are like diehard Celtics fans. So yeah. when I woke up this, and a lot of them live in LA now. So when I woke up this morning, yeah. the group chat had been blown up. Right. And I'm reading through all these texts. And I'm just going to share a couple of but These their, are a bunch of slap dicks. They're just Celtic fans, right? We don't know what they say. Pretty smart, pretty smart basketball right. people, though. Okay. Let's see what they say. Marcus Smart is not <coughs> the same Marcus Smart from two years ago. They said last year, he has the mentality that he's the guy. But are they biased? Because a little bit. they're Celtic homers. A L- little bit, All but right. they're they're pretty good in this. They, they Their opinion of Marcus Smart is his opinion of himself is he's the guy. Not Tatum, not Brown. That's it's true. Marcus Smart. And he be pulling. And he pulls like that. And as good <laughs> as he was defensively two years ago, he had taken a major slide this year. And not that they don't still love Marcus Smart. Yeah. He's an integral part of what they've built in Boston. But in his mind, he was the alpha, and he was the third or fourth fiddle on this team, and that right. didn't mesh. So getting him out – wasn't ideal. They would have much rather traded Brogdon, but according to Woj, that injury that Brogdon has, his contract's essentially untradeable, and they had too many good guards. Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard's really good. Really good is probably an over-exaggeration, but he's a really solid rotational guard in the NBA. He yeah. couldn't see the court last year because he All was right. their fifth guard. So they guard. felt like they had enough So they had to there. shuffle it up, and Porzingis, their take is we don't have anyone that plays like him, and if he could re- replicate what he did in Washington this year, which he has not stayed healthy. Last year he was the healthiest he's been. That's probably asking too much to play 65 games again, but the overall construction of the roster fits a lot better with a guy like Porzingis yeah. to open up Pritchard's minutes right. than that. And ultimately so. they feel like they don't care how many games he misses in the regular season. If he's healthy for the playoffs, they, they think they're better. Well, and also I think that this is the first sort of signal of the new CBA because I, I think Smart was making around $20 million, and with the money Brown's going to be making, like, this, this new – the second yeah. threshold is real with, with taxpaying teams. Right. 
and and I think this is maybe the first signal of yeah. how real that is that you had to move on from a guy like Marcus Smart. Although right. Porzingis is making thirty-seven million. By the way, real quick, we got to go back to wh- what does that mean? He he pulls like that. Shoots. Shoots. Like like he be getting a rock and be uh, like, oh, I'm pull him. It. Pull it. Like pulling the trigger. He takes Marcus Smart. I thought that is was like a, se- uh, uh, not a, a conquest thing. of women uh, comment. <laughs> no, no. What? Marcus Smart. Hey, y'all pull joints. You know, so I see it like yeah. that's why rap is so great. I can say I pull joints and it can mean seven different things. Yeah. G Bush, you watch a lot of basketball, Jason. You too. Marcus Smart is the king of pulling up to your point and you being like, no, 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 no. And he hit it. And it makes it you're yeah. like, oh, okay. But but it's devastating. But he's the king of that. It's, a, it's devastating though, McNuggets, because when he hits that one, you know, in the back of his mind, I got it tonight. Yeah, I got two to three more shots that I'm gonna jack up that I'm I got the green light for because I just hit that first one. Yeah, sometimes him making his first shot is the worst thing. Worst I said that about Lance Stevenson when the Cavs played the Pacers. You want him to make the first three because <laughs> right. you know six more are coming right after it. <laughs> yeah. What a, are we expecting? Any other big trades between tonight and the draft? You know. Yeah, there's always hours. everybody about to get traded. There's always gonna be. Except for but like any big names, I should say. I think I think Damian Lillard could get moved. But they, they, I've been hearing people say that they're not taking no phone calls. But then when somebody says they're not taking any calls, you're lying. Yeah, you can't. You can't you, you, come on. I'm not saying he will. I think there's a chance. But but I don't I don't I just seriously don't see what the upside in keeping Damian Lillard is. I just don't. For Portland? Yeah, it makes no sense. Well, you're signaling a full rebuild if you if you right. move him. That's what was going to happen. And the West is not. I mean, the West yeah. is open. So. And they got no other sports in Portland. Yeah, if you can add to what you've got, you always feel like you're you, in you it. You think the West is open like that for the Portland Trailblazers? Like, like the Denver Nuggets look like a solid. Denver's legit. Denver's legit. for sure legit. But, I mean, I don't think I don't think Denver is the 73-win Warriors. They can still be beaten. So, I, I, I don't think yeah. every team in the West is going, oh, we better cash in our chips and wait three more years because Denver's here. You know, who are some other big names that you guys think might get traded? Could could get traded. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris could definitely be traded. Yeah. Uh, or it, well, didn't I see some well, somebody who's probably Tyvis with some wackadoodle website <laughs> saying that Tobias Harris the Cavs. I don't know how that would be possible. They don't. They, they have to match his thirty nine million dollars salary. They ain't got no money. Unless they're giving up Jared Allen Jared and Allen. the Sixers want nothing to do with another center. Yeah. They, they have Joel Embiid. They're, right. they're not. They're, not are happy. you asking are the Cavs getting somebody? No. The Cavs are not getting anybody. No. Right. <laughs> They're not, no, I mean, not at, not a significant not blockbuster deal. No, no. They, they ain't got. Then why do we got to watch the draft? You don't. I got, I'm going well, to swim. You know, Steve Becker's going to text us. I got for a swimming. short on pick four. I got oh, announced. Oh, the short coming. The well, short coming. I'll be announcing at the Avon Lake pool tonight against North Olmsted for the swim meet. I got a really. I got a bullhorn announced. Not not really? announced PA, but like get the kids ready and lined I'm up and everything. I'm about to say the they, there's events. jobs for that too. I did not sign up for this. How did you get stuck with this gig? My, how do you think? Your wife. Yes. <laughs> like Jason, get the the mag, uh, the get, magnophone. I was told. I was told a few days ago you're you're the announcer yeah. guy tonight with the bullhorn. Okay. She's doing something. Right. I think she's timing, and I'm bullhorn guy. The Lake County captains they got a big event going on this weekend. We had Greg Newsom on. Was it last week we had him on, or was it two weeks? Last ago? week, and now we got week. Jen Yorko, their general manager, making her UCSS debut. What's up, Jen? Hey guys, how are you? Good. What's how are you doing, on? Jen? We we appreciate you coming on. Tell us, tell the fans where they can get tickets for the big uh, charity softball game and what's going to be going on that day. 
Yeah, we're really excited to have Greg Newsom's first celebrity softball game here. Um, we've had Joe Hayden and Jarvis Landry do them in the past. So tickets are available on our website at captainsbaseball.com. Now, how does this come together? Because you mentioned some of the other guys have done it in the past. Is this you reach out to the Browns and say, is anyone interested in doing this? Are they coming to you guys? How does how does this fall into place like this? Yeah, we have a third party that we work with that has some relationships with players all over the place. And uh, we find a Browns headliner to kind of carry it and raise some money for some local charities. So uh, on an unrelated note, we'll get back to this in a minute, but on yeah. an unrelated note, this past Friday, yep, I actually had tickets to the Lake County Captains game. A friend of mine, I was supposed to go oh, at the, nice. at the at the last minute, I couldn't go, unfortunately, so I gave my tickets to a friend, and they went, and they had a great time. Uh, but our, your buddy and my, my friend colleague. Zach Meisel, yeah. uh, he was there. Like, he, was he was he a big hit? Was he signing a lot of autographs? Were people excited <laughs> to meet him? So we had uh, Jersey Day where fans were invited to wear fun jerseys from several right. years ago and all random, different teams. Random Jersey and, night, yeah. Zach, yeah, he was essential to have here, and uh, people loved seeing him. We loved having him. So what was the craziest jersey that you saw? Was there any good ones? Um, I'm not sure that they were crazy, but lots of good ones. Lots of the throwback Cavs and Browns jerseys, some throwback Captain's jerseys that season ticket holders were wearing from 20 years ago. So kind of all over the place. Some, a lot of Indians jerseys, people rocking. Yeah. How do you guys – so – when you're marketing this, right? Um, you got you, obviously got double A, triple A, and when you get guys that come up through the system or they come up and, and they're called up to the major leagues, how do you guys market around a roster that is really fluid? Like, you know, some of your best players are going to be guys that are coming in and out. How do you guys put together marketing and how do you reach out to fans to let them know, hey, you know, come to the ballpark, but you might not see the best player you thought you were going to see. Right. Yeah. Minor league baseball, we market a lot about the fun environment that we can control. So we have fireworks on Friday and Saturday. We have our sausage fest where we have a bunch of different sausages that we do that are local to the Cleveland area, some beer specials, um, fun things like wearing Jersey promos. And then, you know, we market uh, our lineup every single day. So people know who they can expect to see on the field. Jen, tell us again, if you would, how the folks can get tickets, the exact time and, and date of the event, if you could. The Greg Newsom Celebrity Softball Game event is yes. this coming Saturday. Gates open up at 2 o'clock. There's a fun home run derby that's at 4 o'clock, and the game will follow at 5 o'clock. And tickets can be ordered at captainsbaseball.com. And you can get tickets for it. Minor League Baseball is great. It's an excellent atmosphere. It's a great way if maybe you can't afford to go to a major league game because major league tickets are extremely expensive. I mean, compared to most major league cities, Cleveland's tickets are very reasonable, but still they're a lot more expensive than going to a Lake County captain's game. And for a young kid, especially, they don't really know the difference for a little, little kid. So it's a good, it's a good place to go to get kids feet wet in enjoying baseball because they can sit closer to the field. The players are more likely to sign autographs. Do you do a lot of autograph signings with the players and stuff like that? 
A lot of players will stay after every single game and sign autographs down the line as they're going back into the tunnel to the locker room. But every Sunday, we actually have a pregame catch on the field. Kids run the bases after the game. And um, pregame, we also have some players that will come before the game and sign autographs for fans. So tons of top prospects have come through here, including Jose Ramirez and then recently... Tanner Beebe, Bo Naylor, Gavin Williams. So we've had tons of great names come through here and excited for what the future holds for our team as well. Mike, what do we got? What do you got? Jen, I know there's not a lot of women in the management profession, especially in baseball. What's it like being a female general manager with a professional baseball team? Yeah, there's not a lot of us. You're right. Um, other than not seeing a lot of girls in a lot of Zoom meetings across, across the country. Um, no different for me, really. I've, I started my internship here and have kind of grown with the club until this role. So um, happy to have a lot of support from guys all over the league and the few females that, that come through as well. Jen, we appreciate your time. Uh, and again, it's this weekend. It's going to be a great event. We're looking forward to it. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. See you soon. See Appreciate ya. it. And Mikey will be out there uh, videoing. Yeah, I think me and Earl are going out you there. Going We're hopefully going to get some uh, 60 seconds and some interviews with some players. They officially released the list of people coming, and there are a ton of Browns that are part of this. Let me follow up the tweet Go real ahead. quick. Yeah, give me these names. But there is, I mean, there is the teams have been released. Yeah. So on Team Newsom, you ready for this? Yeah. Not sure if everyone's going to show up, but – According to Ooh, what, do you what mean? they tweeted, sure. they've agreed to come and they might not show up. Well, That's sometimes lame. you agree to come and don't show up. But Team Newsom is Newsom, Terrell Owens, Donovan Mitchell, Terrell Owens, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Nick Mitchell. Chubb, wow. Martin Emerson, Demetric Felton, DeAnthony Bell, Emmanuel Forbes, Cam Mitchell, and Perrion Winfrey. You could stop halfway through that list. On Team Ward, because it's Denzel Ward versus Greg Newsom. I was very disappointed in the way Mike read that. Because you gave the same energy to the slappies at the bottom of the list. Then you, and you just moved through Terrell Owens like it's not a big... Terrell Owens! I love T.O. He's a Hall of Famer! I've rebounded for T.O. before. T.O.'s my guy. Like, how did they end up getting T.O. here? Oh, let me read the he's other... He's not a Brown? Let That's me read the other side. bigger than Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, he's plays here. Let me read Team Ward here, and I will yeah. I will try to match my energy to the level right. of uh, uh, superior yeah, athletes. Appropriate. On Team Ward, we got Denzel Ward. Right. We got David Njoku. We got Kareem Hunt. We got Ronnie Harrison. We oh. got Bulls boy Juan, the one, hold on, the hold chosen on, hold one, on. Thornhill. Uh, oh, we got Trent McDuffie. Who? We got Donovan Peoples-Jones. <laughs> we got Grant Delpit. We got G. Bush's man, Jed Wills. We got Alante Taylor. <laughs> and we got the guy I saw get rejected from trying to cut in the Rick Ross line, John Johnson the third. Oh, well, John Johnson's got nothing else to do. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on. Goodness. Matter of fact, you got John Johnson, and Kareem Nick Hunt. Chubb, or Kareem Hunt, excuse me. Both of those guys don't have jobs. And Ronnie Harrison. None of those guys have jobs, I think. Like, right? are they going to, like, like, are they, can you walk on, like, for, like, practice? Is that a thing? I feel like Greg Newsom took Denzel Ward to that, uh, like just whooped him in that draft or whatever. I mean, it, it is his softball tournament, so I, I, would, mean, I, I would hope he had first choice. I mean, just based on the names, his team seems better. I don't know if they're any better at softball. I'm but. sure they didn't draft. I'm sure they just yeah, yeah whatever assigned. <laughs> if you if you if you if they got to be from Cleveland, who would be a major get 
that could be anybody celebrity if they got him to show up to this this thing. So Greg Newsom goes Halle out. Berry. I was, Har- thinking, I, was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. If they got Halle Berry or Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey came to mind, that'd be F crazy. Steve Harvey. I want to see Halle Berry with a little baseball I cap, Steve a sexy Harvey. jersey. I love Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. I don't want to see him in a sexy jersey. No, I want to see Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey in a sexy jersey. No, man. Steve that- Harvey's got 7,000 jobs. He has no time. Yeah, you're right. He, he's like Stephen A. Smith. They don't go. Yeah, they, Stephen Harvey. Steve Harvey. Not only does he do the uh, Family Feud, but like we got this like um, why are we Family Feud game that has his voice too? It is. I yeah. got it. Oh, you got it too. Yeah. Why? Why? Why don't? Why, why don't Steve Harvey? Why haven't we got him yet? We've yeah, made multiple requests for Steve Harvey. It is. By the way, it's weird that like To is the. It's basically all Browns players or former Browns players, except at Donovan Mitchell and T.O. He must have a connection to either the Drew third Rose party. House. Yeah, it's Drew Rose. Uh, yeah, it might be the third party or the or it's right. the Rosenhaus connection. That is like so that. weird. I, I mean, it's I, it's kind of cool that he's there. I well, think it's really cool. You got Donovan. Did you guys know T.O. is a crazy good basketball player, by the way? Yeah. Not a surprise. He played D1 at Chattanooga while playing football. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's elite, elite. Like, 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 is he better than well, Antonio Gates was a great Antonio Gates was a great basketball player. He was. Yeah, yeah he was. And so was Julius Peppers played at UNC. He, uh, might be the, I remember. he might be the best. Well, at least the best combo like UNC football and basketball might be the best combo of any like no, no disrespect to Kent State, but UNC I mean, basketball and football I mean, he came level. he came off the football well, field and got dunked. I mean, against Tyler Duke. Murray was drafted in the first round of baseball and football. That's kind of crazy. Well, yeah, was, well, he's the best duel in a long time. Uh, the best ever is which, Dave Winfield. There you go. And, and he Jackson. played basketball. Dave uh, Winfield played Dave basketball. Dave Winfield got drafted, but I don't know what round, but he got drafted in the NBA, the, the NFL, and Major League Baseball. Crazy. And drafted in three sports. By the way, did you know Danny Ainge played Major League Baseball? Yeah. Sure did. I know he was Blue drafted. Jays. I know he played. Right. Blue Jays. How about you? All right, so we got 10 minutes left. We're going to do final takes. Before we do that, Bull, we're going to run through a couple. Like six months. I know. Well, we're going to do well, – we may not do it because I, I like this idea. Yeah. But I reverse psychology jinxed you on the fake Cavs prospect. Yeah. I'm going to read you some names. You tell me if these are real prospects or not for okay. tonight's draft. All right. All, all you guys can play along. You ready? I'm, I, I'm gonna admit, I'm just, I'm prob- Everyone's probably a guess. Yeah. I'll be honest, whether I'm guessing or I actually know this guy's a player. You got That's every right. baseball one we did right. So this baseball only I know right. inside and out. This, this College basketball better. I know nothing about. How about Grady Dick? <laughs> Grady Dick. That's so absurd. It's gotta be real. <laughs> it's gotta be real. Real. It's gotta be real. Yeah, he's gonna be a lottery pick tonight. Yeah. He's the Grady best, Dick. The best shooter in the draft. Oh, how, six, how much does he get his balls busted for that name? Hey, listen, they're gonna have, you better get a nickname tonight and get it quick. Dude, <laughs> like how awful you're – like, I'm not going to be saying By the way, name. if your last name is Dick, that's bad enough. But, like, your parents can call you Grady because it sounds even funnier than it's Grady Dick. <laughs> He's got a little bit of a blonde bowl cut too. Oh, my God. He better get a nickname Is quick. he a white dude? Yeah, big white uh, guy. Of course he is. 6'9 white guy. Doppy white dude? 6'9 <laughs> white guy. Oh, Are right, you ready for the next one? Can you – I wanted. I, I wish I could be there the first day in the locker room in the NBA when Grady Dick shows up. He's and done. All these, all, all He's these done. Guys, oh my God. He's done. He's he better shoot seventy percent behind. By the way, there was a baseball player who was a pitching coach. He may still be coaching. Maybe not at this point. He's been old, named Dick Pole. He was here. He right. Was in Cleveland. Dick, that's right. He was in Cleveland. Dick Pole. Go ahead. That's the best of all time. <laughs> 
You'd think he would just call himself Richard. Maybe he liked it. No, I ain't Ricky. doing that. Cole. Ricky. Grady Richard. There, by the way, there was a basketball player many moons ago named Wonderful Mons, I think, or Wonderful Mounds. I can't remember. Anyway, go ahead. All right, second prospect yeah. or potential prospect. You ready? Yeah. Kobe Bufkin. That's made up. That's fake. I'm saying fake. G. That I don't think that's a real dude. Jason. Kobe Bufkin. Real. That's real. He is real. He's a point guard out of Michigan, the number 18 overall prospect according you know to that ESPN. Yeah. No, I knew. Look at you, Kobe Jonathan Bufkin. Gavoni. All right. Okay, next. How about Bryce Sensabaugh? That sounds real. That, that sounds like, but that sounds it's like probably a, fake. But Mike's reverse psychology me again, yeah. so I'm saying real. That sounds like a. Uh, that sounds well, like you've a, had two straight a, reals. A double A catcher. Yeah, My, Jason. I'm saying real. I'm real. I'm saying real too. Israel, he was the best player in Ohio State this year. Of course. <laughs> How'd you not know? Because who watches Ohio State basketball? You watch Nobody. Ohio State basketball. But we like, never talk about the Ohio State basketball. Name, the Sensabaugh name sounded familiar, so it was kind of yeah. an educated guess because yes. I knew it. But I don't know if he was like if it was a Bruce, Bryce right. type thing. Oh, you yeah, know what that, I mean? That would be a Mike That would be something he that, would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we knew do have Sensabaugh, a super chat. But I didn't yes. know Bryce. This is from Tyler Becker. He says the Cavs trade into the first round to draft Dariq Whitehead. Book it. Whitehead was one of the top prospects in the class coming into this freshman season, played at Duke, yeah. uh, a wing guy. Possible. So how are they supposed to get up to <coughs> Not just reading you a super chat. Quick, quick, quick question. Yeah. Um, if they Can you draft someone that didn't declare for the draft? No. Like, they can't draft Ronnie James. I read a funny story. Yeah. I read a funny story about a guy who's never played basketball in his life who found a loophole to be eligible for the draft tonight. He's one of, like, however many guys – He's like a law. He's a law student, or just got his degree. Yeah, he or filed the paperwork. It's a great story. Yeah. So you saw it. Yeah, what was you the, can what's be, the point though? Just to be eligible to be drafted in the NBA draft. Yeah, I'm draft. This guy could say I was in the same draft class as Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. No, he can't because he didn't get drafted. He was same still draft class. He was pool, class. Draft he was eligible. Pool. That's ridiculous. I, yeah, I, I would draft uh, LeBron's youngest kid. Before his he's youngest kid, yeah, Missouri. I might. <laughs> That's a great one, right? See, the, in LeBron, that's the first, the first woman ever drafted in the N NBA. Yeah, it's his daughter. What's his daughter's name? Zuri. Zuri. I thought you said Missouri. I was like, her name is Missouri. No, uh, that'd be crazy, Zuri's right? Cool. Um, I got three more I want to do. Wait, so. how old is is uh, LeBron's younger son? Bryce. He's entering his junior year. Oh, yeah. You can't. Right. Yeah, right. You just. You just draft him and hold his rights for three years. Yep. I would do that. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. All right. Real estate prospect. <laughs> Chase is you guys like, ready? No. Yeah. What are you doing? Olivier Max Rince Prosper. Oh, come on, bro. That's You're fair. doing too much. You just the, the, the hyphen name. Like, like you, you buried somebody named Maximus. It had to be fake because Mike had to look at the paper. And yeah. That was the giveaway. No. Because I, if it was real, you would have known it. I'm going to say real. Oh. I don't oh, know. Real. I don't know. Oh! It, it is real. He went to Marquette. He's the 29th overall rated prospect yeah. in the upcoming class. Mike here. knows how to f with the brain right there. He that was too that was too intricate to be. I fake. guess he just looked. I thought he looked at the paper because it was a fake name. I assumed if he if it was real, he would have just known it. But the Mike Lakers have made a trade. Yeah. Lakers? Lakers have acquired yeah. the 40th pick from the Indiana Pacers for 47 in cash. Big deals there. Big. Are you, big deals. Are you really like? 
Are you serious <laughs> that you just announced that? And I announced I, 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 I got the Woj Lakers trade. I literally read that for the first time. They I didn't moved know up what it was. Seven picks in the I did not round. know what the trade was. They're going to move it. up and get Imani Bates, and I'm going to be salty. I'm going to go off on Twitter. Gosh. <laughs> okay, next one. Gigi Jackson the third. That's, That's a real guy. That's fake. That's a real dude. Uh, real. Oh, he's so real. Freshman of South Carolina. <laughs> Fresh out Do you guys watch any college basketball? Some, but not much. Uh, I used to love college basketball. No, I used to watch it all the time. The, the coaches. We don't talk about it ever. The yeah. coaches make it worse than watching paint dry. Although I may watch St. John's this year with Rick Pitino now because they're actually maybe worth watching. I only want first time in twenty I years. Only want to see two more random dudes that got in trouble. <laughs> random they, dudes. Uh, give me random right, dudes two. that can shoot. Haven't they all not been literally? Real? So far, they've all been real. Have you had any fakes so far? Maybe, maybe not. How about Sir Jabari Rice? Oh, he's definitely real. That's Sir Jabaka and Glenn Rice. <laughs> Sir <kids>. Jabari. <laughs> if Sir Jabaka and Glenn Rice had a kid, it would be this guy. It would be that guy, right? Jason? Right, uh, real. He's, he's fake. I'm no, he, he is real. He played at Texas last year. I guess they're all going to be real. And last but not least, the final one, Tony Fields. That's real. Tony Fields is a linebacker for, for the, the Browns. 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 Yeah, but it's got to be real. Exactly. Been, they're all real. Exactly. He's just messing with us. Not and Tony Fields is fake. He does not ah! exist. No, he just he's a linebacker for the Browns. Well, I guess he may be in that sense, but he yeah. is not a draft eligible he prospect. He went to Arizona. He went That's to true. West he is Virginia. Real. He ran into the punter and uh, how, about, how about one more just for fun? One more. <laughs> no one blocks punts. Oscar Shebway. <laughs> what? Oscar Shebway. Real. That sounds like a character from School of Rock, wasn't it, Mr. Schneebley? It sounds wasn't like Jack Black's character, Mr. Schneebley. It sounds Schneebley? like it sounds like Rasheed Wallace got a Seven Eleven or a Super Mario. <laughs> Oscar Schneebley was the reigning <laughs> national player of the year in college basketball at Kentucky. So, oh, uh, this is this I how, said real. He said real. Well, no, Jason got it. I I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> like it, it, this, and he plays for Kentucky too. Yeah. But just think how bad college basketball is when you had when it Gulf Coast Conference, Mississippi Gulf Coast or Florida Gulf Coast, and, and like they had a bunch of teams that was just in the Final Four that was Who like. Who won the championship? I forgot. This year? Yeah. Who's in the Final Four? Even you don't remember. Uh, who won the who, crap? Who won the championship this year? Even Mike doesn't remember. He's the and only he one played, who And Scott you Bezzo. played college basketball. It was FAU, San Diego. Oh, UConn. UConn won easy. UConn won oh, big. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, UConn, UConn won big. FAU, San Diego. That's terrible. I didn't know how to pronounce Sheboy's last name. I'm glad you said it. That is, it's Oscar Sheboy. Yeah, I don't know how you say his last name. Oscar I didn't know Shibway. it. Oscar Sheboy. Hey, we like have overtime Chib coming up. It's weird. If you guys have not seen the SFA bowling scandal, I, I you are missing. It. The story of a century, some no. quotes that will blow your effing mind. I disagree mind. story of a century, but it's good. Right after I It's not as oh good as the cheating and fishing, but it's pretty good. Next on the overtime. Yeah.